Buongiorno and welcome to my new podcast, My Way of Thinking, or Mawat for short, Mawat, uh, hosted by me, uh, Lee Greeno here live from the Man Cave every week. Now, My Way of Thinking is all about us, amazing human beings that all have a story to tell, and those stories can massive, very, every time I get this wrong, can vary massively. I'm going to keep it in until I've mastered it, I swear to God. Uh, can vary massively, but with the guests I'll be interviewing, you'll always be able to take a little bit of advice or insight into how all, it's just all over today, isn't it? Insight in how extraordinary we can all be. That means you. Now, remember, there's only four rules. One, no bullshit. And two, no judging. Three, no negativity. And four, have fun. Now, today I'm talking to Natsuni Oki. Now, Natsuni has come all the way from Japan. Well, she hasn't come all the way from Japan, of course. Via technology, I will be speaking to Natsuni. Now, Natsuni is just a great, great woman. Uh, Listen to her story. She's so positive. She's just hit the world head on. Uh, We talk about Japan. Um, It's just a fascinating chat with a lovely girl, and she's got a new book out as well, so she'll be plugging that, and I want to read it, and it's just great. So make sure you keep listening to this brilliant interview. Here's me talking to Natsuni. So welcome to My Way of Thinking, and today we have a very special guest, guest, all the way from Japan, Japan, the age of technology. Uh, It's Natsuni Oki. How are you, Natsuni? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you very much for having me today. No problem at all. Isn't technology amazing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so thankful. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. You know, you think years ago, I would never have been able to have guests from the other side of the world. So this is just brilliant, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that connects back to like why I'm basically well, partial reason why I basically decided to like break by myself to like, you know, go on my own journey. Yeah. You know, like it's just easiest, like the more than ever, like it's a perspective, you know, like yeah, yeah. we take them granted, but we take them as granted, but yeah. you know, it's, it's incredible that yeah. we have this access. The world is far more accessible than it ever was, isn't it now? Mm-hmm. So that's good. I mean, yeah. Like for, for, for many things, I think it unlocked, I mean, I guess we're going to just go into the show. Yeah, yeah. Take it away. Take it away. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to talk all about you today. That's what it's all about, your book and everything you've been doing, which is great. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I'd like to start on some light-hearted talk. Um, And today, obviously, you're in Japan. So I thought it's great to talk about some fun facts that, obviously, people in the UK may not be aware of, which is quite fascinating because Japan is a fascinating country. Obviously, you live there, so you probably don't realize it, but to us, it's like, wow, that's amazing. Okay, so here's one um, which I spotted. Japan does not have janitors. Streets in Japan are extremely clean, even even in Tokyo, the capital Mm. and massive uh, megapolis. All the streets are clean and have no litter. It all comes down to their mentality. Japanese people rarely leave rubbish on the streets. Also, volunteers, both young and old, clean the streets simply because they want to leave in a clean city is that true um yes and no depends on where you go which part obviously depends on which part of the city you go but yes i have uh, lived abroad i have traveled many countries as well myself yeah and compared to other countries yeah like Japan have a tendency to be cleaner, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, you're always going to get dirtier areas, obviously. Um, yeah. But it's nice. I used to live in a place called Shibuya. Shibuya is one of the capital, like a yeah. place in within Tokyo. Yeah. And lots and lots of the young people party there. So, oh. <laughs> well, as you were stating the claim, I was thinking about <laughs> right, okay, the picture yeah. I usually yeah, saw in the party. Year. Yeah, forget the party, <laughs> but normally, yeah, very clean. Okay. Yeah, but me, yeah, major, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, another fact 98.5% of Japanese population is Japanese. Uh, today's world is becoming more and more international due to cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not the case in Japan. Due to extremely hard visas and cultural mentality, it is a challenge 
for migrants to stay in Japan. On one hand, it protects their unique and ancient culture, uh, but on the other hand, it is so closed off, it's bad for connections with the outside world and migrants. How's, how's that? Is that correct? 50%, yeah. 50% yeah. correct, 60 even. But the government is making a lot of changes, which is also part of the reason why I started my own business here in Tokyo called Foreign Connect, where yeah. basically, basically I'm the translator and I'm the change maker for corporations here who want to do business with abroad, like abroad yeah. businesses. Yeah. Do you think that's because Japan, because they're like ancient and cultural, they want to try and keep hold of their secrets or is it nothing to do with that or is it to do with that? secret um yeah i mean we we grow up with very like a beerage culture right like everybody kind of takes care of each other but on the flip side i guess we have a very strong mentality around the group psychology and group right like a group association with the people with a similar value like you know and i think it kind of gives a space for foreigner to be excluded in that sense yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Next one. Now, 25% of the Japanese population is older than 65. Um, mm. Jap Japan is facing terrible demographic problems because it's so hard to pay for children's needs like school, medicine, um, and many Japanese people simply don't have children. It's been this way for years. Uh, mm. The solution for the problem is immigrants who don't mind integrating and want to have children. The Japanese mm -hmm. government is now trying to open the country for expanding via immigration. Is that, is that, would you say that's correct? Yep. That's exactly why I started Foreign Connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, this is one of the main, yeah, economic uh, problems we're facing as well as yeah. an aging economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because here, um, a big part of growing up and as you get older is, well, some people don't have children, don't get me wrong, but a lot of people want a family uh, and want children. Is it, mm -hmm. is, it, is it the same there? Do you feel that way or is it very much more very independent? Oh, no, no. I mean, people do want the kids, but I think, I mean, this phenomenon did happen to everywhere else in the world who experienced like yeah. economic expansion, right? Yeah. It's just a different season. And for us, it's hitting now. But then Japan, for some reason, is hitting at the date, which is remarkable. Yeah. Like, that people didn't experience in other side of the country. Yeah. Is it that expensive to live over there? Um, yes. In Tokyo, yeah. But I also used to live in the downtown Miami. Um, oh, okay. Like I actually moved back a few years back. Yeah, and I, I don't know com comparing to downtown Miami like Florida America right like I don't yeah. know if it's a good comparison but I would yeah. say Tokyo is surprisingly a little bit cheaper than right. Florida okay um, yeah 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 Okay. So we're place to compare, but... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I understand that. Okay, and the last one, and this one yeah. did make me laugh when I, when I read this one. Okay. Many have heard that Japanese people have incredibly long work days. Officially, yeah. they have eight-hour day, eight days as, as the most part of the world. But in Japan, they have the mentality to stay for extra hours to show that you're willing to work. And this includes mm. sleeping on the job. In Japan, if you are sleeping during the workday, it is a sign that you are extremely hard. Even though Japanese companies do the same amount of work as Americans and Europeans, <laughs> workers postpone their tasks until evening to stay at work and show they're willing to do so. It sounds odd, but it is the Japanese reality. Can you sleep at work? I mean, I, I don't know if the necessarily like sleeping at work is a sign to show... <laughs> Your boss? I mean, I never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, but it is true that Japanese people tend to have very like a stoic work ethic, yeah. which was proven also in my case. Like I didn't know I had a like a good work ethic, right? But I had opportunity to work with uh, different nationality, like different people from different like nations, right? Yeah. And uh, looking back like for example i was working when i was working in american company like people were impressed how willing yeah. i was to work yeah. and i didn't even consider it as like a good work ethic i thought i was just being like a 
normal regular worker yeah, like yeah 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 is that so when you're younger and you leave college or university here um some kids just can't be bothered to work you know there some kids i'm not you know there's only a small potential uh, percentage but can be lazy over there is it yeah. once you leave college that's it you work there's no being lazy you must work um, is that a question? Yeah, is is that the way it is? Yes, yes. I think uh, it works in that way, right? Like, I mean, I'm a big believer of like everything is about context, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't believe in something to be right or wrong. I'm or like I'm a huge believer of like everything has a it's uh, space. a reason. Yeah. 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 Everything has like good or bad, like both sides, yeah. they need to exist, right? Mm, like, definitely. for example, like coming back to your point, like Japan, uh, in one side is that people are a little bit, uh, people are not so entrepreneurial. People like like to um, rely on... Like, Be told what to do. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, but, but on a flip side also, like they're loyal, like they don't, they're not necessarily creative or courageous, but then they have their value, which is to be loyal, to be hard worker, to be like, you know, so those things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It has to do a little bit with the way that education is set up in terms of like, you know, how they firm creativity when you are growing up. Yeah. And yeah. I do definitely see that outcome like in the behavioral yeah. Uh, yeah, portion. Yeah. I totally uh, understand that because to be an entrepreneur you almost mm. need to be a bit rebellious and not stick to the rules don't you mm. You need to be able to just do things differently you yeah. know what i mean whereas yeah to, sorry i didn't oh. mean to cut you off but i think one of the things that's very important that especially japanese people cannot deal with is to be okay with uncertainty is yeah one of the things japanese people are just not down for it yeah yeah so saying that how has covid uh hit everybody then because obviously that's a massive uncertainty isn't it has it mm -hmm. affected you guys i mean certainly like from uh just with everywhere else in the world it has certainly mm. um but i think government definitely handled it uh in a way that there was no like unnecessary panic you know yeah i mean the media and the government i think created a good cooperation between together so that they managed the nation quite that's, quite okay that's okay. totally the opposite to here in the uk everybody <laughs> panicked everybody emptied the shelves in the shopping shopping centers everybody <laughs> went crazy running around ah! <laughs> uh, it's just you know the government didn't know what they're doing we didn't know what we were doing it was a right. fucking shit show to be honest <laughs> i'm sorry but it was it was <laughs> yeah no it, i mean i definitely hear you it was kind of like that too like the feeling was kind of like that too um yeah i think, I think the, me the media have a lot to blame because they're yeah. terrible that obviously they want to sell papers they want to sell their, you know, so they have to make it nice and juicy. They have yeah. to make it controversial and mm. people read it and believe it. And then it, then it all kicks off basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah media is big. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I noticed the power of it also. And that's why I kind of like reshaped my career direction from being economic and business person to like now I'm more in media. Like I want to create my media empire. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, that's my facts that were all completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about you now. So tell us a little bit, obviously we're going to talk about how you got into writing your book and you've obviously done lots and lots, but tell us a little bit about growing up in Japan. Um, you know, what school was like, did you go college, university, how that all started? Yeah, oh, it's a lot of story. <laughs> um, well, I was born and raised in Japan. Yeah. And I did not go to, well, I was a little bit international compared to other people. 
uh, yeah. because my mom was like a traveler and she traveled quite a lot. Um, so I tagged along with her sometimes, but it was just like a, her hobby, right? Like nothing yeah. was like a business related or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, but like for some reason, I knew that I was very international person. Uh, I like, I clicked a lot whenever I went to trouble, whenever I met foreigner people inside of the country, like whatever, like I just felt clicking, right? Like, and then like, I guess that exposure really made me very curious person. Like growing up as a kid, I still remember I was very different from others. And it probably now I think of it, it wasn't so much that I was different, but it was more like I was willing and I was courageous than others. Yeah. So, you know, I was curious and I was authentic to my curiosity. So I mentioned this very quickly uh, in my bio, basic uh, bio, my book, which I'm going to show you. Ooh, let's have a look. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is just an author copy, so I still have the label, but it looks like this. And in the bio, I actually mentioned um, that I almost got kicked out from my high school. Ooh. And that was not because I was a bad student or anything like that, but it was just a sign that I was a different kid, right? And I was courageous, a little bit more willing than other kids, because I'm pretty sure that the curiosity I had as a kid, like everybody had it, but people just didn't want to be different, you know? Like, And then what uh, gets you into trouble in the school system, the way it's set up in Japan, is for you to be different, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, you can probably relate. Like it's it's pretty much everywhere else in the world as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, over here, just to just to um butt in for a second, over here, yeah. if you have a bad student, um, someone who's bad at school, they may be thrown out of school, um, you know, moved to different schools, they might may not get an edu- a very good education. And mm-hmm. Then when they leave school, they might become brilliant entrepreneurs. It's just because they, they couldn't get on with the school system. They didn't like to be, you know, stuck in a classroom being told mm-hmm. what to do, but they're still very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt that way. Like I just couldn't deal with that. Like I hated to be a group, right? Like part of the group. So anyway, so what happened was um, I was a very curious kid growing up. So that was my first sign that by just by the fact that I was willing to the point where I was even willing to be kicked out by school, like, you know, I still wanted to be myself was more different. I mean, sorry, was more important for me uh, than fitting in. Yeah. So that happened. And then the next thing, uh, the next courageous decision I made was obviously uh, when I decided to move abroad, like. I didn't speak any English at that time and I didn't have any uh, people that I knew. My family was old in Japan, um, like no one I knew, but I decided to just move to America. And then um, there I studied English and then I also uh, ended up studying business. And then there it comes my third uh, courageous decision, which was most of the international student friends that I had, like their goal would be just, you know, get the degree and, you know, find a job at Microsoft or Google or like, you know, places like that. And that's their end goal, right? And once for all, like they're set. But for me, it was slightly different. Like I actually decided to take some time off uh, after I got my two years degree. Uh, in business so you know basically here I was I didn't know nobody I didn't like speak the complete language at the time neither still and I very had like a very small degree of business right like I I just decided to like okay well let's let's just try like I'm I'm here and I want to work with Americans and you know this is amazing opportunity for me to like gain actual work experience so um I basically moved um, to, uh, and then I found the internship at the University of Washington. And at that time, I was already very into entrepreneurship. I, yeah. I, I knew that there was something there. Yeah. So I started networking with other entrepreneurs, and uh, eventually that got me in a position at the uh, UW, right? And then I there I was able to uh, meet a lot of, you know, technology entrepreneurs and um 
even investors and advisors, right? And then I was so inspired by them because they were very like macro thinker. Like they weren't thinking about, I mean, of course they were business operators. So they yeah. would think about money tomorrow, but yeah. more than that, they were thinking about like how the technology is going to help the humanity. Yeah, like, at the yeah. Level. And that really elevated the way I was approaching to the humanity. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was initially why I developed this ambition of like, I want to contribute in that channel. Like I want yeah. to contribute my conversation around that channel. Yeah, they, so had, big, they, how, they, had, they had big ideas, um, yeah. not just thinking about what's happening straight away, but what's going to happen in the future. Um, exactly. And what, so just going back, when you left yeah. Japan and came to America, what was that like getting change in that culture? Was it a massive eye opener? Was it like, wow, what was it like? Um, it felt like I was coming home more. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it was so exciting, you know, like, yeah, new start. And I felt so furious. I didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Um, and I was just excited to meet new people. I think at that time, if, uh, Val evaluated them as people I could relate to a little bit more than a lot of people that I knew back in Japan because they were very like small minded and yeah you know but anyway so uh sh should I keep going with yeah, that go yeah you go for it okay so, so okay so we got to the bit where you met these people and they yeah. had big ideas and that's when you thought right I'm gonna go I'm gonna mm -hmm. become an entrepreneur yeah yeah uh, actually, I didn't necessarily think I wanted to become an entrepreneur at that time. What message I got from that was more that um, I didn't want to focus on paper. What was, yeah, probably like I wanted to be an entrepreneur um, in another word. But I just knew that I needed to be capable. Like, you know, I, I wanted to see what is needed in a humanity, like for us to advance our capability capacity like capability so that's how i decided to slightly shift my major to economics and then i studied economics after that and then here i it comes my fourth courageous decision <laughs> as, <laughs> as this international uh, student of yeah. you know from some foreign country so anyway so what happened was i decided like i'm getting so comfortable here like nothing is challenging me at the, uh, anymore i speak good english now i got my degree on and everything like i even got the work experience like you know in school and i decided to pack up everything and i decided to move to florida miami oh nice and love florida <laughs> Yeah, like I just knew that there was something there, you know, and it was exactly like now I think of it, I know what it is, what it was exactly. Like I, I was looking for that suffering again. I was looking for that challenge, like a real life challenge, like of change, right? Like I wanted to be capable of change management. And also I wanted to see like, I like I was too comfortable, right? Like I, I felt like, you know, like I, I wanted to be really okay in the wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like you think about it from like Washington state to Florida. Yeah. Like it sounds, know, it stuff. sounds to me like after a, a while you get bored, you yeah. like to keep moving, keep thinking, keep creating. You're very, mm -hmm. aren't you? You don't, you don't like to just stick in the same plate. You like to always be thinking and challenging yourself. Yeah. I, when, when I get comfortable, that's, yeah, that's how I usually roll, but yeah. not to say that I don't have perseverance because this is one of the big, big topic I talk about, uh, creating patient and perseverance Yeah, is in my book. Yeah. Um, so what happened was I fortunately, well, that actually came down like really, really tough. Like it was just, I was so struggling. Like I, I especially when I first moved, like I didn't have a place to live. Like I didn't <laughs> like nothing you know yeah. so I I like at one point it got so unstable that I had to move from one place to another in a matter of weeks like that was like that yeah. bad right yeah. and I, I had to experience it because I never experienced anything like that right like it was so wild so I did that and what happened was I very fortunately found position actually I'm just gonna skip a little bit of, of it yeah 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 
really long. But what happened was I fortunately found, finally found a position that, that made me happy. It was like a business consulting role um, in this uh, business consulting company. And I, um, I worked there. I met my mentor and, you know, the life was good. But the Olympic was ha- going to happen this year. And we, uh, well, actually, I came back eventually because I, I knew that there was opportunity here, right? Like yeah. with Olympic and everything like that. So I came back and I was still selling their service in Japan, right? Like, so okay. I basically shifted to like more of like a salesperson at that yeah. point. Um, but at some point we decided to kind of go in a different direction. And at that time I was also developing my own, like a clothing business, right? Like it was online business. Clothing? Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, you know, like I'm the type of person who try everything at ease. Yeah, I, I love myself. I, I know that I love myself, even if I fuck it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so um that happened and then i was working on that for a while and i basically decided to make that like a service brokerage company as my own thing like foreign connect that's how foreign connect is born so now i help company businesses in three different pillars but basically i'm the connector so i would for japanese companies i would help you to operate a business abroad by connecting you with services abroad like okay. from the local market so yeah. that's what I do. Um, and then... Um, so when you, when you came back to Japan, yeah. um, were you homesick? Did you, uh, did you miss America? Are you, will you go oh. back to America? What's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, hell yeah. I mean, I think I'm American. <laughs> 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 like, I look Japanese, but I'm, I'm completely more American than I think most of the Japanese people. You've got the accent. Um, You've got the accent, an American yeah. accent. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do miss it. But at the same time, like, I'm so thankful. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, really amazing. Because like, I know that it's, this isn't going to be also permanent either. Like, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm going to move out of Japan uh, sometime. Yeah. yeah. So, like, rather than focusing on scarcity, I try to focus on the fact that I have a great time that I get to spend with my family, my yeah. friends, and, you know, yeah. like yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, Japan is not bad. Um, it's not going to yeah. be permanent, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. T- so that's, that's growing up. Um, that's what you're up to now. That's work. Um, yeah. And then, so then the other side of you is all about your book. And mm-hmm. so how did this all come about where you, you're talking about anxiety, depression, uh, meltdown and things like that? What, is that something that's always interested you? Yeah, well, not necessarily those topics because like I have, I have suffered from some of them, but like not never really to the extreme point. Yeah. Like, I'm always a really happy person. I'm a very positive person. Yeah. Um, but this is just part of my characteristic. Yeah. And, but what I'm interested in is like practical productivity, like practical positivity and productivity. Like that, that's what I'm focusing on. And basically, I, um, so I'm going to slide in this story. So how Life Up started basically is that with the Fording Connects, like, you know, when I came back, I had to really do digging, like yeah. really deep digging into myself of what I wanted yeah. in my life once again, because it's a completely new chapter once again. And I noticed that one thing I noticed was, you know, my ambition toward wanting to contribute to the advancement of humanity didn't change. Yeah. So I wanted to create conversation around that. And that's why, uh, how Life Up Education is born. And the biggest mental block, uh, and also the biggest asset, I believe, is mindset, right? Yeah. Um, like, you got to be emotional for creating anything, really. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to focus on that and talk about that. And I mean, throughout my courageous journey, I mean, you know, I've started a business a few times and I've also uh, moved around and, you know, just like doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Like I, I had, I had to face times where 
I had to really make shift in my mindset in terms of, you know, like being, being bored and depressed from like, or even like beaten up by the situation. Yeah. 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 Being negative from that to like, I got this. Like I, I have no other option, but I have to be yeah, strong. Yeah. And for me to kind of take, yeah, start taking the ownership, I really needed to create the mental transformation and yeah. mental shift. Yeah. And I think that comes across when you talk about how you um, grew up and traveling. I think it, you, it's life experiences are going to hit you. Um, and because you're traveling to a foreign country, you know, you don't know, you know, when you moved to, um, you said Miami, you're going to get things hit you and it's how you react to that, isn't it? You can't just, um, you know, sit in a dark corner. You have to react to it and you reacted to it very positively with, you, you know, a lot of the time it is using that mindset, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I directly translate your positivity with you being strong, you know, like if you're not strong, you can't, you can't stay, with the positive outlook. I think people kind of miss that like perspective. Yeah. People like happy people are not happy. Like people, people, (laughs) people, people, happy people are not the happy ones. Like happy people are the ones that's strong. That's willing. That's willing to create the passion again, even if they're beaten up. Yeah. And And that's very hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know you say um, being strong, but it's not just sort of, being uh you know because people are some people are quiet some people are shy what i think it is and i've spoke about this before on the podcast is when you're in situations that are uncomfortable you Mm -hmm. must push through it's fear isn't it it's getting through that fear because Mm -hmm. when you feel uncomfortable if you push yourself to do whatever you feel uncomfortable about when you come out the other side you feel so much better and i think strong it's having that that will to just push yourself and get, you know, if you're uncomfortable, go with it. If you know it's right, go with it. It's hard. It's hard and you need to be strong. Um, but it's not sort of, you know, strong, I'm strong. It's more about the mindset of, you know, tackling fear. Fear is a big thing. Do you think that? Yeah, it's it's more like a mental strength. Yeah. And I think, why don't people do that? That's because they're insecure and mm, they don't be. know how to love themselves. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so afraid of changing the perception about themselves. Mm. Right. Like, I mean, according to who though, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really yeah. like the thing is like, um, it takes very good amount. Well, it takes an extreme amount of self-esteem and it takes, I mean, for you to have that self-esteem of like, look, even if I fuck it up, even if like I, you know, fail, I make mistakes, I'm willing to love myself. Yeah, definitely. That that takes courage. That takes mental strength. Yeah, definitely. People don't want to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, That's well said, that is, because this day and age, the way the world is, uh, it's moving so quick. Um you know, you have to find that, that willingness and not worry what other people think. Um, because we can all have an easy life, can't we? We can all just stay at home all day watching telly. We can all have an easy life, but will you feel fulfilled if you do that? And the answer is for a lot of us is no, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it takes, uh, this is actually one of the things I talk about in my book is also the importance of self-awareness. Like there's a quote from the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle, where he says, happiness is virtue activity of the soul. And from there, I basically developed this concept around meeting your identity circle. So I'm going to tell you what in my book, I tell you like, what what does it really mean to meet your identity circle? Yeah. which I explain as this circle that uh, if you master this circle, like, like you said, like, you know, we're not necessarily, we don't want the money, right? Like we want the journey to get the money. We want yes. the inspiration to strive us. And then essentially in the direction, into the direction we want to grow for. So by that quote, 
happiness is a, a virtue activity of, of the soul is to say, you know, we we are driven by two different directions. So bear with me. I'm going to no, like no, go no, over, go but bear with me. So we tend to see our motivation as two, two things. One is threat. One is motivation. Uh, one is reward. Yeah. And we tend to see them as like opposite side of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. But in reality, um, the word only exists in the extension of the threat. So you're facing your challenge. You're facing like your uncomfortable uncomfortability or whatever that challenges you, right? Yeah. And then only by overcoming these challenges, this threat, you are truly able to meet your reward, which is to be yourself. Yes. To grow, grow into the direction you want to grow into, right? And then yeah. that's what unlocks the feeling of unfulfilled. Yeah. fulfillment yes yeah 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 so, yeah so that that is something that that i talk about and i wanted to really dig deeper into that and that's why i developed this identity circle which is basically to tell you like who you are really about and mm. i truly believe that people are not lazy like you're just lost right yeah like yeah. if you were if you feel like you're lazy you're not lazy you're lost like you yeah. don't know what you want like that's it <laughs> so you know yeah. the thing is like you you can just find what it is that you want and i mean it's not gonna come in like a year or two year or like three years like there's no guarantee when you find it but if you give up now like you you lose right now you know what i mean like you, you have to be willing to find that yeah yeah i think when you are able to meet that identity circle when you're able to really align your interest into the real person that you want to become like it's a lot easier for you to take ownership of everything you do and really makes you stronger and also makes you willing to love yourself even if you fuck up yeah but into yeah. the direction you are trying to grow into yeah if yeah that yeah sense. no that's 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 yeah brilliant what you said there that's that's definitely true so so the book so let's let's talk about the book then the game of self-domination so mm -hmm. you've got all these ideas and you, where does the idea come from right i'm gonna write a book because you know have you written you haven't written books before have you this is my first book this yeah. is your first book so yeah. where did that come from what what made you think right i'm gonna write a book <laughs> um well i really wanted to develop my media outlet which was life up education tv yeah and i um once again like i'm a strong believer in mindset like mindset yeah. is really a big portion of if one succeeds or not right so i just really wanted to create a mental tool that i could use for myself like to keep reminding myself that like mindset is number one fact and it's something that you can control so you're responsible of it right like and i was basically wanting to use this tool and i was sharing this insight to other people and people are like you should write a book like you, <laughs> you have this like you know really strong powerful like positive insight uh, that's not just like positive but like practical positivity yeah. um yeah, you should write it. And I'm like, okay. And I, I wrote it because of that, but also because I really wanted to uh, get that, like, uh, um, get the I'm, message across. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing with the word, but I, what I meant to say is with the Life Up Education TV, right? Like the, oh, okay. the show, I just yeah. wanted to create that brand around that. Right. Okay. And how did you find writing the book? Was it difficult or did you find that it was just easy? The words just flowed out. How did you find that? Um, it was actually easy. Um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's so strange and funny that, you know, like when I, when I tell my friends or when I tell my parents or whoever, right, like I say, I, I wrote the book and they'd be like, oh, nice. Like you wrote it in Japanese, right? And I said, no, I wrote it in English. Like yeah, that's that the funniest part. And I guess writing wasn't really difficult because I always had, the opi uh, had different opinions or perspectives that I wanted, I, I share with people and people. Yeah. I get, I get the positive feedback from but what i was a little bit more nervous on is writing a book in another language like i just didn't know if i could get my message across in the way i wanted to get my message you know deliver to 
So which is probably the bigger concern I had at that time. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a ma- I get a lot of people that say, oh, I want to write a book. And there's a lot of people say, oh, I've got a great book that I could write. But you, it's doing it, isn't it? You know, we've all got a great book, but writing a book is, is hard. But when you've finished it, I, mean, mm. I suppose it's similar to when I write a script, is uh, when you've got that, that final product, it's, there's like mm. an energy, isn't there? There's an energy and you're like, wow, I've, I've completed this. This book is mine. No matter what happens in the world, no one can take this away from me. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you put it like that, that's, yeah. I yeah. never thought about it like that, but it's, yeah. it's really wonderful, yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. So, so now the book, uh, so you've talked a lot about, about the book. It covers anxiety, depression, and meltdown. So is it like a self-help book or is it just your ideas on, on, on what, what is it? Yeah, this is self-help book. And I talk about how to create mental transformation in life um, from three different phases. The first phase I talk about how to create momentum and decisiveness and commitment in life. So basically to tell you like, how can you finally start taking ownership of your life? And then uh, the second thing, so in there, um, I'm, I'm going to create a lot of energy, right? Like, yeah. because momentum is all about like that decisiveness and driven by huge part of that driven by emotion. Yeah. And the second phase, moving to the second phase, I start talking about uh, how to create perseverance and face in the destination you choose, right? Like, and I'm going to give you whole diff, you know, kinds of narrative for you to create shift in the mindset of like how you're looking at your failure, how you're looking at your life situation. Yeah. Like from going from like, Oh, life is so hard. I don't want to try this. Yeah. Just like, like hit me, like <laughs> give me the challenge. Like, so that's the kind of the vibe I'm going to create. Um, and then the third phase, moving into the third phase, I guess relating to uh, the second phase, which actually the third phase was, the chapters that I got the most positive feedback from, from a lot of like my test leaders, yeah. uh, which I actually just launched this book like a few days ago, like September 2nd or something like that. But anyway, so what happened was, uh, what happened is in the third phase, I start talking about, let's define um, the definition of success and happiness uh, because we've been redefining the definition of failure yeah. until this point which is like hands down absolutely master topic that we need to talk about yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to do something on your own or if you want to create a change in life yeah definitely. but um there's not enough conversation around what are you really trying to achieve or yeah. who are you trying to impress like which you know nobody like it's you it's mm. you versus you like there's no one else yeah yeah but you know true. there's not enough conversation around that and on top of it, like there's, I guess the dynamic of, well, the age of the technology, right? Like it just exposes us of our insecurity and it just like makes it even more exaggerated on how it's important that you look successful. And that creates a lot of anxiety that creates really like, you know, it doesn't put you in the right direction for you to, be happier for you to be actually successful so yeah. i talk about that in a yeah. third phase i mean some of that comes down to what we said earlier about media um you know because you look on the media and they say to be successful you know you need to do this and do that and do you know so that's some of that is to blame isn't it at the end of the day you know media is a pain in the ass i mean it's great you know we need it and we need to know what's going on but it really but does it's, it's it's just everything that we're given today is tool like yeah. they don't change us it's it's us who are doing it and we're just yeah. using those tools to yeah expose. so yeah. really like the media yeah the narrative and everything like what media says like is there right but then the default is us like we yeah. need to work on us like we always had insecurity. We always have all these feelings that we have to deal with. And 
the media is just exposing us to be who we are, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Okay, so that's the book. Now, tell us a little bit about, a little, a little, a little bit about uh, Life Up Education TV because this is your TV channel, isn't it? So tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so um, the concept is very similar. Um, I wanted to cultivate the conversation around um, the possibility of humanity. I talk about it from the perspective of arts and science because there's a difference. Arts is something that's more emotional and yeah. which is um, really the fundamental cause of any action. So it's definitely very important topic. Yeah. Um, so there we talk about, you know, hopes and dreams, which sounds kind of like Lara, but it's really important and it's yeah. really a real thing. Um, and then the science, I talk about processes. Like, you know, I would have a guest, for example, you know, creators, I would have a creator guest. I would also have, you know, um, like a, a technology entrepreneur, which actually I, I had in my last episode. I'm planning to have like scientists come on too. But basically, I want to talk about their processes yeah. and then how we can use their process. Well, the way of thinking in those processes yeah. to apply in our daily life to maximize our performance level right yeah yeah i mean so that 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 that, that 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 sounds fascinating because you've got uh science on one side now science is science you know yeah. if someone says you know the grass is green the sky is blue science is science is science and that's great and it's interesting that then the other side from a creative point is, you know, and religion's a great one. Uh, you know, I believe in God. Well, science is saying, well, prove it. And, you know, the person's saying, well, I can't prove it, but I believe it. And it makes me feel better. So, mm-hmm. and it's the same, you know, creative, you know, I want to create something. And the scientists say, well, you know, you can't and the creative saying, well, I'm going to try. So it's mm-hmm. good to have those two, those two sides, isn't it? Because they're very, yeah. very, both very interesting. Um, right. and, and I think, yeah, go on. Sorry. I, I, I mean, um, I meant to say one thing, actually, I heard what's very interesting. Um, yeah. I had another, I had the one guest, I think he's a mechanical engineer and okay. well, he has like a very, like, you know, very technical background and yeah. you know he's good with numbers and you know he likes engineering and stuff like that but yeah. he he described math or the science basically to say like a one method within the language for art yeah. which i thought was very interesting and i yeah. think it could be very possible i mean like we came this far because of our creativity like that's what yeah. separates us as a human from this of the things like yeah that's a whole nother conversation isn't it (laughs) a whole new conversation on that so so going forward so you've got your tv channel you've got your book what are you looking to do in the future what are you thinking about i would dread you must have so many things you want to do i can just tell what what's the next step Um, i mean like i get this question a lot but for me like i'm I'm just like, I'm in for everything I do for the long game. And like, for me, I'm more comfortable for having like three or four different things going on and then just focus on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in for the long game. Yeah. I'm going to keep you take it, doing connect. You take like it as it, you take it as it comes. Yeah. I bet you, you're thinking about another book. <laughs> yeah but not now really like i just launched one and i i want to focus on like you know i want to focus on spreading the message about yeah. that um and actually you know it's kind of funny because i'm a funny person which this personality didn't come too much this time yeah. but i like comedy like i like to laugh i like to make people laugh yeah. so um i have two like different channels that i uh, creates contents on and i'm trying to infuse a little bit more comedy in life up yeah yeah i mean the, this podcast it can be quite serious but i always like to try and have a little bit of humor in it as well because you know you've got two sides haven't you yes we've got to be serious we've got to talk about important things but you've mm-hmm. also you've got to be positive and 
along with positivity is humor and you know just 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 smiling um Mm. so so what if you were to talk to someone or your younger self what advice do you think you could give someone who maybe is not feeling very positive at the minute or um you know is uh you know struggling with mm-hmm. uh thinking what they're going to do next or maybe they're uncomfortable about something what advice would you give them because obviously you've done all that you you've come out of your comfort zone you've pushed right. yourself what advice could you give people like advice to someone who's feeling negative or well yeah feeling negative struggling maybe a little bit feeling negative i if i focus on people who are feeling negative i would say stop being victim that's like my number one advice. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. Negative people. Yeah. That's and what about advice. if someone's facing a, a something uncomfortable? So, you know, you um, faced yeah. and you must have faced when you moved to America, you must have been worried. Uh, mm-hmm. When you changed jobs, you must have been worried. What advice right. would you give to someone who, who's maybe feeling uncomfortable about a situation? Uh, you will fail if you suck. but really like that's that's it i mean what are you worrying about i mean you will fail if you suck that's it like if you if you want to be better like you have to be better Mm. like otherwise you will fail so like don't focus on like what if i don't you know like there's no alternative alternative like there's no like what if you know what i mean like what is happening is what is happening and you got to face that. Yeah. And just yeah. work on that. Like, it's okay. Like, if you fail, like, so what? Like, are you going to stay there? Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So don't worry. Just do. Just do. <laughs> just do it, Nike. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, so, now, if people want to um, see your TV channel or yeah. purchase your book, where can they find all that information? Yeah, so my book is called The Game of Self-Domination. The Game of Self-Domination. Yeah, look at that. You can it buy it like... from hey, You can buy it from my Amazon. Um, uh, just type in the Game of Self-Domination. It will come up. And you can also buy it from my website, lifeupeducationtv.com. And actually, I'm doing giveaway. Uh, if you're done for it, I'm yeah. going to give a free copy for your listeners. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, um, and I can like set you up the instruction for how how that can happen. Yeah, but basically, um, all I want is an honest review on Amazon, and yeah, we'll get yeah. through. Definitely, that'll be great. I'd love to read it. I really look forward to reading it. It looks like a long book, though. It's you've got a lot of pages in there, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, no, that, the reason is because I wanted to make sure that people are making progress. Uh, like, I mean, people are uh, feeling like they're making progress because before, like, I compacted a lot that, like, you know, each chapters were very, like, long. But I wanted to, um, that's why, like, my editor actually said, like, oh, you should break them down a little bit more. So what happened is it's actually not that long book. Like, I can... If you're a fast leader, you can probably need it in like two days or something like that, uh, like one hour, two hours each day, one yeah. and a half maybe. Yeah. Um, but I um, I broke them down a lot in a smaller section. Yeah. So yeah. there's like 17 chapters inside. Yeah. It looks it <laughs> um, looks like you've got photos and diagrams and things like that in there as well, which is always good because right. you know you, it's not just a big chunk of of text. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visual. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I have the yeah graphs there. Brilliant anyway, yeah. stuff. Brilliant. And then the TV station. How would people watch that? Oh, um, it's a web based, so you can search me on YouTube, but you can also um see me on my website, Life of Education TV. Oh right. So if we just go onto YouTube, Life of Education TV, it's on there. Brilliant. Uh, now, I always ask my guests if they've got a favorite. I don't know if you've brought a favorite along, just something that maybe a film, a TV, or a food, or a song, or something like that that's inspired you, or maybe you've really enjoyed that other people could maybe 
um, look, watch, or listen to? Have you got okay. a, a favorite? I mean, people, I have so many. Yeah. Um, probably the, the, um, the biggest person I was listening to when I decided to create Shift or whenever I faced yeah. adversity is definitely Tony Robbins. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Tony. Yeah. 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 Um, I like Gary too. I like, uh, like many people. I like Tom Bilyeu too. Like oh, right. I, do you know Tom Bilyeu? He I've heard a, of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. He has a show called the impact theory and that's my goal. Like I, my vision with life up is somewhat similar between Tom Bilyeu, the impact theory and then the Ellen Degas show. The oh, Ellen right. Okay, Ellen cool. Show. Yeah. So anyone really that uh, motivational speaking or, you know, trying to make an impact, that's sort of, sort of your favorite thing that, that you listen to and, and helps you. Mm-hmm. yeah okay cool and Excellent. you know i mean i don't know like i i spend a lot of time thinking about that like like i think it's gary who started this message like motivational thinking is garbage or something like that but i think it, there's a tremendous value in in that too and i think gary gary who gary oh gary v like gary vaynerchuk oh right vaynerchuk yeah yeah, yeah yeah like you know and i mean after that point, like when he started saying like, oh, motivational speaker sucks or something like that, like people started saying that, you know, like a lot of motivational speakers, uh, supposedly like these people like started saying that, but like, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like you said, there's art, right? Like what's yeah. helpful for um, you is what's helpful. Yeah. And, that's it. It's not, you know, be the like same. there's no right or wrong. Answer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I think, um, and also now and again, I'll get things pop up on my Facebook and that from Tony Robbins. I don't know why. And I have looked at a couple of, watched a couple of his videos and he's an interesting guy. He's a nice guy. Um, and some of the things he says is very poignant. Obviously it's all Americanized and, you know, and, and all that <laughs> kind of thing. But when you just listen to the little tippets that he says, he's a very clever guy and a very genuine guy. And uh, it's always yeah. interesting. Always mm-hmm. interesting, and you can search him on YouTube and anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's super huge in America, anyways. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, now I always say um, the guests can finish on sort of a poignant story or something they just want to say, or just something maybe they want to send across to the listeners. Is there anything you want to sort of any advice or or a story or anything you think's poignant? Um, uh, I mean, we we covered quite a lot of things right today yeah, so yeah. i'm very happy and i'm so thankful that you invited me today yeah it's yeah. an absolute pleasure um i, I think, think uh, go on mm-hmm. maybe one very last message i mean i yeah. have many <laughs> yeah i guess that <laughs> um, <laughs> but i guess what i just feel right for me at this very moment just just because yeah. right now is that like stop judging, you know. Yeah, like, it's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I put I put that on the podcast. Stop judging, and I think that's yeah. important this day and age because everybody's different, and we don't know the stories behind people, uh, and it's so easy to judge. Um, so I definitely think that's that's a good one, and that links in with positivity as well, um, because mm-hmm. you know we can all see the bad in people, but we should try and see the good in people. Um, and yeah. not judge them because everybody's in a different situation. So that's that's a re- really good point. One point I would say about yourself, uh, Natsuni, is that you're very brave. I would say you're a very brave person. You're a light. Uh, you know, you'll push yourself. You'll move to all these different countries. Um, and you probably don't see it yourself, but you're very brave. And that, in- and that will uh, shine a light on other people and encourage them and turn, you know, make them positive. So I think it's important you keep doing what you're doing because, you know, you're going to have a really good impact on the world and that that's what you're trying to do. Oh, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you so much. No. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I'm so glad you, glad you came on all the way from Japan. Um, and come back next year. Let us know how you're getting on next year. Come back on the podcast um because it i know you're gonna have done you know this time next year you'll have probably done another book another tv show probably back in america god knows where you'll be (laughs) (laughs) we'll see (laughs) (laughs) 
brilliant. Thanks ever so much for coming on, Natsuni, and I'll speak to you again, all right? Sounds good. Okay, bye. So that's it. Massive thanks again to Natsuni for joining me today, all the way from Japan. And also, you for listening, make sure you follow the podcast because coming up over the next month, there are some extraordinary interviews. Trust me, Japan, is that it? Japan, we go a lot further afield than Japan. Trust me, it's going to be awesome. Uh, the podcast will be streaming on the usual platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. So please, please, please leave a rating on there. Five star, boom, uh, and subscribe. We need these listeners to come in. The more, I, I promise you, the more people that subscribe and listen, the more extraordinary the guests will get. To keep up to date, follow Facebook, which is My Way of Thinking podcast, and also on Twitter, My Way of Thinking, but without a G on the end, a three instead. Every week, I also put the whole conversation on YouTube with my pretty little face. Uh, and if you just put in My Way of Thinking podcast onto YouTube, that will come up. And finally, if you want to get in touch, you may think you're a great guest. You know, get on here. Email me. The email's podcast at aol.com. Oh, I'm glad that's all over with. Right. Thanks ever so much for listening in. and. I will speak to you next time. God bless. Take care.